Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Yeah. Oh boy! I love that song. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I am Radio Milwaukee's Justin Barney, and I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard, and together we are Oh Cinnabuds. Cinnabuds okay. today. We are talking about oh, oh God, it's a dream come <laughs> oh, true. Boy. No better way to start the year. We're talking about MacGruber. What the world needs is a hero who's so top secret we don't even know his full name. Hello, MacGruber. Christopher Pollard is obsessed with MacGruber. I mean, obsessed is a strong word, and that's why I use it to describe. <laughs> How I enjoy MacGruber. I, was, I, was, I thought that you were going to like <laughs> fight back for a second. I was like, you bring up MacGruber literally every single time we talk about I a mean, movie. I try to, it, it's, it's, it's very diverse uh, and it fits into a lot of conversations. Yeah, everyone. So the reason that we're talking about MacGruber is mm. Christopher Pollard has found an excuse for us to talk about it. Yeah, I really, I, John, I'll be honest, I never thought we would actually do a whole show. Here we are. <laughs> But Cape luckily, yeah. the good, good people at Milwaukee Record have mm-hmm. this great series of films that they do with the Avalon Theater. Uh, a lot of like uh, cult classics or just classic, more modern uh, comedies. Um, and they are showing MacGruber at the Avalon January 23rd. Were you involved in the picking of MacGruber? Oh, them not at all. I was a much Were you paying them off? Was, Are you paying them off, Christopher? I, mean, I plan on donating to them uh-huh. just for this. Yeah. Uh, no, I just saw it came on uh, Facebook and was like, oh, this is a great idea. And very surprising because it's not, a lot of people don't know about it. Not enough people. <laughs> not enough people. Okay, so I have never seen MacGruber. You talk it, yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. Um, what is your like 30-second pitch for MacGruber? Impossible. I'll give you 45 seconds. Okay. <laughs> it, oddly enough, it is based on a very dumb sketch from SNL, uh-huh. that which they do often, and they make a film of it. And then sometimes those go on to be great films, and sometimes those go on to be flops. Yeah. This was a financial flop. That ended up being a cult success. It is essentially Will Forte, Kristen Wiig, uh, Ryan Phillippe, and Val Kilmer. And uh-huh. Will Ferrell play I mean Will Ferrell. Will Forte plays essentially like MacGyver. It's a it's a spoof on MacGyver, the TV show from the 80s, where it's a guy who can do anything with anything, many materials around him. They turn it into a 90-minute movie uh, about a complete idiot. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a uh, him getting revenge on the uh, villain who stole his wife from him. Why do you love it so much? And I'll tell you, here, I'll tell you exactly why. Sir. <laughs> oh, it is the uh, it's a really impressive blend of incredibly stupid and kind of smart, uh-huh. subtly okay. smart. It's very over the top. I will say directly, it is filthy <laughs> but they are so aware of how over, it's it seems like something they were just a little drunk and joking about over the weekend and they said let's make this into a movie and everyone's like no that can't happen and it did happen and it was amazing support for cinebuds comes from your membership and associated bank proud supporter of milwaukee film offering support year-round through milwaukee film checking more about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at AssociatedBank.com slash MKEFilm. Member FDIC. Support for Cinebuzz comes from your membership at Stein Hoffels Furniture. 
Steinhoffels offers mattresses and home furnishings for living rooms, bedrooms, and more. Steinhoffels is a fourth-generation family-owned business based in Milwaukee and employs 800 people at their 19 locations across southeast Wisconsin. Online shopping at steinhoffels.com. Okay, and, and we're back. That's true. All right. Um, MacGruber, oh, MacGruberlicious. When oh, is it? Yeah, what talk more about it. Happily talk more about it. So, um, MacGruber, what is, we talked about why you like it because yeah. they, it has like a kind of like a casual, I can't believe they made this yeah. and stupidity. There's and even the, the opening, um, the opening song, it's this choir singing over all these, this big action scene and you hear this choir and you just start, s- start hearing what the actual words the choir is singing are. Mm-hmm. And at one point, and I'll edit it for radio, they say, I can't believe they made a movie of MacGruber. Like that's part of the, like they address <laughs> immediately how did we get a movie made about such a dumb character? And I think because they had like nothing to lose, because it was like, yeah, this is a bad idea that someone greenlighted. Yeah. They're like, let's just go for it and just say the worst things, the dumbest things. I mean, it's definitely a takeoff on like those 80s macho man movies where it's like oh, nothing can get past this guy <laughs> who on the surface is like a complete moron. Yeah. Except him. Uh, beyond the surface, also a moron. That does sound really appealing, like a movie that is being made and they like have nothing to lose yeah. and it seems like they're just doing it for the fun of it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, so it did go as expected. It was like a, it was, I think, out of all the SNL like wide release movies they made, it was the worst, uh, the worst attended, the biggest flop. Uh, no, it wasn't because I looked up the stats before this. Yeah, because uh, we're, we're about to get into the other SNL well, they did, they did say it was the out of the wide releases, but I don't know if that, that that's possible. But we'll see. Because nothing has done worse than it's Pat. Yeah, it's I'm sure. Pat had an eight million dollar budget and made sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, no, that is tough. That's like only the family's going. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. So I was go I was going through all of them. Oh, so let's go good. back through the other um, SNL spinoffs. Yeah. Um. First off, what what do you think about of the SNL spinoffs? I see you like them. I yeah, mean, I mean, it, it's really I feel like half and half. I mean, there's some real garbage. Most, maybe even more than half. It, there's a lot of them that they send out are pretty bad. You mean like the movies based on the sketches, right? Yeah. Um, there's some gems in there. Obviously, like Wayne's World was a huge hit and a classic. The biggest uh, ones have been Blues Brothers. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne's World, mm-hmm. Coneheads. Really, Coneheads was big. I mean, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I mean, oh, was... you mean are you talking about financially or just like culturally? Financially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, well, Blues Brothers and Wayne's World really kind of tower above everything. Yeah, else. yeah. Those are sure. like the big hits. Yeah. Um, and then just other ones are Coneheads, Night at the Roxbury, Superstar, Superstar, Super, and Mag- yeah, Superstar. I actually, I've enjoyed. There's like moments in that that I enjoyed a lot, and then mostly I didn't like it, but. They all have, uh, like, this is a sketch that yeah. got long. Yeah. And I could see, like, MacGruber has, I mean, I haven't seen it, but it, um, they all kind of have this, like, how 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 long can we make this? Yeah. You know, or, like, what else can we add to this? Yeah, because the challenge is you have, like, a four-minute sketch, and then often in the show they repeat and do essentially the same formula every time, and then now they have to make a 90-minute film with, like, plot and characters. Mm-hmm. 
So I can see how that's challenging. I was going to mention hot rod, but I realized that hot rods it's not, not not. And I thought that too. I was I was like looking through the yeah. yeah. I was looking through the ones that got made, <laughs> and I was like hot rod. And that's not. That's just yeah. Andy Sandberg did. There's his own a bunch thing, of films think, that are that are produced by Lauren Michaels. But right. I, there must be something in their contract where like your first film I produce no matter what. Probably. Yeah. But um. But Hot Rod was one. Uh, this is just a, now. This is a segue. Uh-huh. I hated it when I saw it, and it is really stupid. And there was like two things in it I loved, and then I watched. The more I watch it now, the more I really enjoy it. Yeah, I kind of feel like that too. <laughs> um, what is your favorite favorite line from a Gruber? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 the joy yeah, on your it's face. It's not the joy, it's realizing You're like, that I thought we were done talking. All my favorite lines I could not say on the radio. All I don't right. know if I mentioned this before, but it is filthy. Mm. It is filthy in a very juvenile, stupid way, but it, it's, re- it's really over the top. There are two, uh, let me say this in a very friendly way. There are two love scenes. <laughs> I'm going to use huge quote fingers when I say mm-hmm. love scenes mm-hmm. that are so upsetting. <laughs> so upsetting and hilarious. And it features uh, Take These Broken Wings by AHA. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when and the sound cut, cut like they stop. The, it's an editing joke, really. They stop the, oh, it's a beautiful, like, uh, white curtains billowing in the background like a very 80s love scene blue light oh, yeah. close up on their on them as they you know and everything and then uh aha's take these broken wings is playing and then the music just cuts and then you hear everything else and it's terrible <laughs> no, we oh ba- no we were backstage with the cast of napoleon dynamite yeah. and you're asking them we were Did trying we to figure out MacGruber? if there's a MacGruber tie-in. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. literally just every single scenario that we're in, every single movie has a MacGruber tie-in. I think I convinced, uh, I think I convinced. John? Deb? Deb. Or she played no, Deb. Tina. Tina, I'm sorry, yeah. I think I convinced Tina to watch it. She goes, really? I go, i got to give you a heads up. It's really gross. <laughs> and she's like, I can take that. Uh, I also convinced a couple of Milwaukee film members who were chatting about it. It just came up in a really weird way. And then, like, we'll watch it. I go, let me give you a warning. I want people to see it. Mm-hmm. But I also think, oh, this is definitely not for everybody. Well, I mean, if you don't like this kind of stuff. But they watched it. I, to their credit, they watched it, and they told me about it. It was not their cup of tea. <laughs> but we had a nice conversation about it. It was really funny. Well, if you haven't seen it, like me, yeah, um, Milwaukee Record is bringing it to the Avalon Theater on Wednesday, January 23rd. Yeah. Are and you, like, introducing it or something? No, not at all. I have just nothing to do with it other than cosplaying? I'm just fanboying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do appreciate the... Matt and Tyler doing this. I'm going to go over. Uh, I'm definitely going to go see it. I have not seen it with a crowd ever. I mean, I've seen it with friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've introduced it to a lot of people and people who I was surprised enjoyed it. Like were quoting lines to me at work, which they shouldn't. There's an HR nightmare. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there's some people I showed it to that really liked it. I Again, I, I don't want to like, well, I, one, I'm overselling it. And then two, I don't want to scare you away by saying how over top and ridiculous and filthy it is. It's very funny, but it's his, uh, oh, and going back to talking about how it was a big f- financial flop, but it then became like this cult, this sneaky cult hit. Yeah. And uh, Jorma Taccone, who's one of the Lonely Island boys, or the Lonely Island um, with uh, Andy Samberg, he directed it and he co-wrote it um, with I think Will Forte and some other people. It's It's hilarious. It's really funny, but it is, just don't go in with thinking it's going to be a Wes Anderson film. 
Uh-huh. It's definitely not. <laughs> All right, McGruber playing at Avalon. Did you say everything? I I like no. I feel like, <laughs> but we but we don't. I could hear you say. talk about McGruber. I love when you bring McGruber <laughs> up. I think it's hilarious, and uh, I love hearing people talk about movies they love. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Golden Globes a bit. Yeah, the Goldies. Also, SNL um, cast member Andy Sandberg. Oh yeah, hosted. Hosting with Sandra Oh. Yeah, that was great. That was a great team. So this was the, I'll be very honest, this is the first year in I, that I can remember that I didn't actually see them live. Why not? I didn't, I don't have like channels on my TV. I just have like, like Netflix and, Dude, on, and stuff like that. You need an antenna, man. I know. I was like, nah, that's, I don't need more distractions in my life. <laughs> okay. I have plenty. But I usually watch my friend's house and I couldn't this year. So, but I did see a lot of it the next day, like on YouTube clips. And then I saw all the results, but I, I enjoyed their monologue. I honestly don't think it was like groundbreaking but it was nice to have a monologue that was like every year they're like how can we be edgier and edgier yeah and, and they're they like went, hey let's just gas people up they yeah. went hard the other way yeah which is smart um annie sandberg <clears throat> just is so incredibly likable and yeah. has kind of like a distinct comedic style yeah that when you see it and you you heard it you you know like he's got great timing yeah. he, he's like obviously natural comedian sandra oh I, is not known for being funny right she's or not a comedian. Like a, a straight comedian, yeah. Right. Um, but it really, she really got me when she won the award. Yeah, yeah. And she gave this great thank you speech and she looked up and her parents were there. Her I parents her, were amazing. Yes. <laughs> and they're up there and she's like looking at them. I'm crying yeah. as I'm watching and she's tearing up. And obviously it must mean so much more when you're hosting and a part of it. So yeah. it, it was like, it, it meant so much to her and that her parents were there. That was really like the moment that was the yeah. most touching and the most beautiful. Uh, there are some fun speeches. Yeah. Christian Bale had, had a oh, great I one. I see his, yeah. He, uh, first off, <clears throat> Christian Bale uh, is Welsh and I always forget yeah, that. And he comes up there and you're like, oh, what, is he faking this weird accent? Yeah. And he's not. And he just totally freestyled it and yeah. was very funny and oh, I, I was really not expecting that be that funny. Also, really funny speech from Jeff Bridges, who oh, won yeah, who won a lifetime achievement award, and you know he had months to prepare that. Oh, why and would just, you do that? And just went <laughs> up and just completely did Jeff Bridges. Yeah. At one point, he mentioned geodesic domes. <laughs> And two times he was like, we're all just alive, man. That's in the Jeff Bridges bingo game. If he mentions geodesic domes, uh, you get, that's that's B14. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get, you win. So I like, I love watching the awards <clears> because <throat> as I say, like the Golden Globes are a little more relaxed yeah, and off yeah. the cuff. Carol Burnett also oh, had a great speech. Yeah. She, and she talked about how people wouldn't. Um, how it would be so difficult to make the right. variety show that that yeah. she made now, um, and just really great all around. The, however, yeah, the award for best drama, best movie was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, <clears throat> that's one of the things I was going to mention. I was um, disappointed. Yeah, honestly, because it is a perfectly fine movie, but you shouldn't give uh, the top award. To a perfectly fine movie. Yeah. Was that under, what was that? Was That was under the category of. Drama. Was it drama? Yeah. See, this is the thing about the Golden Globes. That's yeah, I know. Annoying, is like they have a best musical or comedy section. Right. And they are 
known for putting anything having to do with music, not a musical, but it yeah. has to do with music. They put it in that, and they didn't put it in that right category. No. Weird. No. That's weird. Yeah. Um, Green Book won for best comedy or musical or comedy. Oh, because that has music in it. See again. Right. Right. That's ridiculous. And then Roma wasn't eligible for best drama because in the Golden Globes, if you are, are a foreign film, you yeah. are not eligible to be. But you are eligible for best director because he won best director Yeah, for Roma. That doesn't make sense. Either. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. All these award shows are arbitrary and, yeah. and, and stupid. I mean, the way they're set up is ridiculous. It's it's all based on, you know, money and whatever. But however, I can't stop watching them. So yeah, same. I'm the thing that I was most, or not most delighted, but it was one of my favorite things is that Olivia Coleman from The Favorite uh, won Best Actress because I have been saying not to be like I told you so, uh, <laughs> but I've been, but. <laughs> but, I'm, but I told you so. I just I was so overwhelmed by her performance was amazing. It was so in good. The Favorite and like f- like everyone in that movie was great, but she's shined above everybody and i've been a fan of hers for a long time as she's a, mostly a comedic actress yeah peep show but she yeah peep show's fantastic uh but she combined a little bit of comedy in this like tragic frustrating character mm-hmm. and it was impressive i'm so glad she won yes and we're going to talk a lot more about her and her role because next week we are talking about the favorite and mary queen of scots yeah. both period pieces of 2018 we're just trying to like pair a couple movies together as yeah. we get into Oscar season to talk about them and what I like better to call it to a twofer about? I like to call yeah. it a twofer a little twofer mm-hmm. so a little twofer next week um, go see McGruber at the Avalon on January 23rd I'll be the one giggling like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be there too seeing it for the first time uh, thank you for sticking out to the end and hearing us ramble on about MacGruber what we do <laughs> we'll catch you next week thanks Cinebuds is produced yeah. now by Kenny Perez what Kenny Perez hello Kenny P thank you we get a handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Oh, sonic inspiration. Our theme song is from Milwaukee's own Brett Newski. We also get um, support from Associated Bank. Thank you very much. And we have Steinhoffels, too. Steinhoffels is supporting us, too. So thank you, Steinhoffels. Thank I you, Associated Bank. I need a new Bank. couch, then. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. And Milwaukee film. And Milwaukee. I thought that you had a. I saw that you had a little marriage. Oh yeah, I got married to the five thousandth member. Yay! Guys, I need to say that I didn't really because I keep making this joke, and I, we did have like a little ceremony, like we took photos of. But it, people genuinely think I'm married now. <laughs> I don't think I'm really staging this correctly. But yeah, five thousandth member. Woo! Hi, Joanne. And um, I think that's it. You can listen to us anywhere you find podcasts. Obviously, you're listening right now. Um, search Cinebuds. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. See you soon. soon.